Welcome back to another episode of The Grace Between Us. I'm Pastor Nathan Hurst. And I'm Pastor Lori Hurst. And today we're talking about something that's a little bit unique to the Christian tradition, the idea of giving, but right. particularly... The four types of giving. Yes. So we're going to dive deep into that today, and I think you guys will really be blessed by it. Yeah, today will be just an introduction on the four types of giving. We'll mention those, and then we'll talk about them in later episodes in mm -hmm. detail. So... I'm going to have Lori list them out. They're, they're found in the scriptures at different points in the New Testament and the Old Testament. So go ahead and list them out. And some of these, these terms you might have already heard before, and some of these might be totally new to you. Yeah, so the four types of giving, you first have your tithe, then you have your first fruits, your alms, and then your seed. Alms is another word for giving to the poor. So mm -hmm. this concept of giving things away to the poor, whether it's to the goodwill, whether it's one-on-one, yep. -on -one, whether it's the guy on the side of the road that you that you kind of give you know $10 to because he's asking for money, the mm -hmm. disabled veteran, or whatever it is what God will put on your heart to give to the poor. So mm -hmm. there's these four types of giving lined out. Some of them are very specific to the Old Testament. Some are very specific or mentioned more in the New Testament, mm -hmm. but they're found all throughout Christian tradition. Now, I heard a pastor a theologian say one time that if we gave biblically, that we would likely give 30 to 40% of our income. Wow. Away. People are like, lot. I can never do that. <laughs> and you're sure right. People say that. You're right. And without God's help, without the help of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you can't do right. that. Like, let's be honest. Everything that we find in scripture is a supernatural motivation. It mm -hmm. only happens by supernatural means. So sure, God's going to put a burden on your heart and a burden through scripture to give biblically. Right that you can't do on your own. That's the miraculous part of it. <laughs> That's the cool part where it becomes not of your works. Of That's his. right. That's right. Because if it's just about a budget, right? right. If we're going to talk about giving, and again, we're going to talk about giving to these particular four different types. Yeah. But when we talk about giving, a lot of folks think if I can just manage it in my budget, then mm -hmm. I, I've, I've done what God's called me to do. So much more than that. Oh, it's so much more so than much that. More. So. It's so much more than being smart with your budget, having a couple extra dollars mm -hmm. at the end of the month to throw at God like a tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our God's worthy of tips. Yeah, he's worthy. Oh, that sounds terrible, right? He's worthy of more than just a couple when wadded up $1 bills. When we look at that way, you know, it sounds terrible. And it is. It is terrible. You can't believe and have faith for more than that. Exactly. And the scriptures line out a process within the four types of giving mm -hmm. so that we actually expand not only our own faith, but expand our own opportunity to give yeah. in these four different ways. So, so yeah. The, the four ways, so the tithe, the first fruits, you've got your alms and seeds. So Three of those four types would be gifts that you go to God. Yeah. So those are things that God has asked us to so the tithe, the first fruits, and the seed. Those are all things giving that is designated towards God. And then you have the alms, which you talked about just a moment ago, and that goes to others. You know, if God lays someone on your heart, and yes. you, you know, maybe you do see that guy on the side of the road and you're like, I'm I'm gonna help him, I feel like I need to, or perhaps it's your friend, you know, and yeah. you're sitting in church and God just puts it on your heart and says, you know what? Give him fifty bucks. Maybe yeah. it's 10,000, I don't know. I don't yeah, want to alms, put a number on it. So but. giving to the poor in alms is not necessarily the other person is like in, in other bankrupt, impoverished. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just you give alms in a way to help somebody through some of the negative things in their life. Right. Anyway, most people understand alms giving, or giving to the mm -hmm. poor. Uh, they struggle with the idea of tithe, to give away 10% of your income, uh, you know, every year, every week, every time you get paid. So most people struggle with that. Right. Uh, they don't particularly like the idea of first fruits, that we would take a set aside a first amount from a, from a bonus or from a raise and give that as something to God as a way to say thank you. Most people don't like that concept. And seed giving or seed faith giving, when most people hear 
hear about it for the first time, they think of it like a Russian roulette. <laughs> like, you mean I'm going to give a designated amount to God, and I'm going to hope that he multiplies it. What is our faith? That's right. Well, that's right. All right. That's another time. So, so one of the things that's interesting about the four types of giving is most people, again, they understand certain concepts. So mm-hmm. giving to the poor, almsgiving, most of us understand. Yeah. And we'll take a scriptural precedent or scriptural promise like that is, that is around the idea of the seed giving or seed faith giving, and we'll apply that standard to almsgiving. So we'll give an alms, and we'll talk about this in depth later, but an almsgiving or, or giving to the poor, it says if you lend to the poor, you lend to God and he will repay. So it's a one-to-one repayment. He says, listen, you're not going to go broke doing right. this. So if you give away, I'm going to give back to you whatever mm-hmm. that measure is that you've given away. Mm-hmm. But there's no multiplier effect to that. Yeah. The multiplier effect is actually to another type of giving. And we'll talk about that later, but yeah. specifically the seed giving. Mm-hmm. And so God says, when you give a seed, then there's a multiplication factor. So what happens is someone gives because they have a good nature, a good heart to give, but then they apply a principle or a scriptural promise to a mode of giving. And and what they've done then is they've changed the value of the giving. And so they mess the whole system up. Or someone takes their tithe, which is intended to go to (laughs) their local church. They give it because they have a good heart. They give it away to somebody who's in need, impoverished. And then that changes the mode of what the tithe is. It then turns it into almsgiving, which God then repays. And they're like, well, wait a minute. You said if I tithe, you'll pour a blessing that I don't have room to contain. But you're not tithing. You're actually not tithing. You've given Mm -hmm. an alms. So it's important that we understand these types of givings, uh, these giving modes. It's it's important that we learn how to operate in them. Mm -hmm. And and don't be scared that, okay, there's dollars amounts connected to this. Mm -hmm. Because the only one that's hard and fast right? The only one that's really hard and fast will be the tithe. tithe. Yeah. yeah. 10%. The it's 10%. It's very specific. It's off the top. It's 10% before you pay your bills. It's 10% before you pay the light bills. 10% before you pay the mortgage. Well, you could argue whether it's gross or net income. I'm not even going to start with that argument right now, <laughs> but you know, you, you could really try to get specific to weasel out of a few dollars. The point is, is that it's off the top. It's the, one of the first things you think about. How do I give that 10% back to God? You know, one of the things that I find too, when people talking about giving and say it would be alms, say it'd be seed, whatnot, um, the tithe is really specific. Like we said, this 10%, the Bible's very clear about that. However, the other three aren't so specific. And so, you know, oftentimes someone's really believing for something and they just decide, well, I'm just going to give because I want to see something in return. (laughs) One of the things that I've learned over the years is that is not how it works. We have to listen and ask God what he would have us to do. You know, if we're just throwing money at people or what, not just expecting some sort of like huge blessing from God. We're, we're not listening to his voice and yes. what he's asked us to do. So yeah, unfortunately, so what happens and what she's alluding to is people get in a jam or they get in a bind. And so they take a sum of money and they just throw it at a TV preacher or they throw it at an event or they throw it at a good uh, deed that needs to be done. And they, and they, they step back and they go, Hey God, now you've got to do the miracle. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so what you've done is you've short circuited the system. You haven't applied yourself in all of these modes of giving, but right. you're expecting particular outcomes, mm-hmm. right? So you don't even understand what it is to have a multiplier effect around the seed, but you're expecting that outcome because you need it right now. Well, and some of us have been taught that. We've been in church and they said, well, if you give a seed today, God's going to bless it. Yeah. Well, did God speak to your heart? Yeah, I know, right? So there's, there's a very specific example that we have that God tells us what we're to give. He perp- we purpose in our heart what to give because God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't want you to give reluctantly or under compulsion. Now, God will take a compulsed giver. He'll, he'll take the money and do with it what he will. But that's not the mode in which he wants us to give. Mm-hmm. 
right? He's expecting us to hear from heaven for our heart to be moved. And that's why I would say before you go to any meeting where you know there's going to be an offering taken up, you pray before you go into what you should give. So, I mean, we'll cover these things in details Mm -hmm. as we move on through this, but some of these kind of overlay different different principles, but you pray beforehand. Now, the tithe isn't something you pray about. It's simple. You know what it is. It's at 10%. Now, for some of you, a 10% is a place to get to. Like, it's going to do everything. It's going to be everything within your power to get to that place. Like, you're just not there. Some of you tithing, you've already gotten to that 10% marker. Mm -hmm. So, now God's going to really work on you in other areas like almsgiving, giving to the poor or seed giving or the first fruits concept. Mm-hmm. And he's going to really motivate you to do the right thing on those areas because you've, you've accomplished the tithe. You've been living in it. Great. Awesome. And you're seeing the benefit of it. Now there's another step to it. See, the idea of the four types of giving lined out in scripture is not that God wants your money. He doesn't no. need your money. He never has needed your money. It's not that some pe- preacher needs your money. Let me, <laughs> let me be very, very, very clear on this. I don't need your money. I've never needed your money. God did what he did in our church and is doing in the body of our church, not because some one person decided to give a lot of money. I don't need your money and God will figure out a way to get to us the funds we need to accomplish the vision and he'll do it honestly. So no, no preachers ever needed your money. You need to get that thought out of your head. And if they tell you that, run. If they tell you that, run. But they don't. If they tell you that, they're just in it for the money. They're a hireling. You don't need to be around that anyway. So there's a scripture here that's really significant when we talk about the idea of the four types of giving. It's a covenantal scripture. It's God talking about the covenant to his people. Go ahead and read that. It says, my covenant will I not break, not alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. That's from Psalms 89, 34. It's a great scripture. So he's not going to break the covenant that he says. So he has a promise to you in these four types of giving. He's not going to break that covenant and he's not going to alter. He's not going to change his mind, right? He's not going to say there's a law in your giving around the idea of a seed faith gift or around the idea of the tithe or the first fruits or almsgiving. He's not going to change his mind just because you want him to. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Right. He's not, he's not going to go, well, you know what, Jesus today, I just don't feel like giving the way you've instructed us to. So, but I want the blessing, but I don't want to, I don't want to do it the way nope. you know. He said, no, my, I'm, my covenant is here. My covenant's clearly laid out. This is what I've set in order for us to mm-hmm. follow. I'm not going to alter that, but I'm also, I'm also not going to break my word. I'm not going to alter the covenant. I'm not going to alter the ruling. I'm not going to alter what I've said, but I'm also not going to break my word. If you do what I said, the backside of it is all those promises. We just have to trust him and take him at his word Mm -hmm. that when he says to give a certain way, that when we give, that he's going to give back to us in the way that he intends. And don't let time rob that. If that doesn't happen in the time frame you're expecting or... Mm. You can't let that rob you from the blessing that he has I, for you. Sometimes we let go of it. When she says that, man, I want to be like, come on, girl, like preach it. <laughs> time, time is the biggest thief yeah. to and, uh, most of our faith. One of the other things that always comes to mind when I think about this is, you know, if maybe you start praying about what you should do. You yeah. know, one of these three three types where we don't know exactly. And what if God gives you a number that you're like, shoot, oh, I don't have number. that. And yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know that I ever will, you know, and it freaks yeah. you out. It goes back to the same thing. Like God supplies. If yes, he's he told you to do something, he will supply and make that happen. The Bible literally says he gives seed to, to the, the sower. sower. He will, if he's going to get mm-hmm. it into your hands, right? He's going to give you the tools that yeah. you need to get the amount of money mm-hmm. so that you, I mean, I'm sorry, if he's going to get it in your heart, he's going to get the tools you need to get the amount of money to get the seed in your hand so that you can actually do what he's called you to do. He's not going to leave you helpless and penniless and then demand of you something you don't have, right? (laughs) 
He's not, he does not expecting blood out of a turnip. He's expecting you to do what he's called you to do and only to that extent. It's part of our prayer that we fashion around our family. Like, Holy Spirit, are these funds ours? Mm -hmm. Or are they yours first? Yeah, it's, it comes down to a matter of your heart too, you know? Mm -hmm. God, it's just money, it's a tool. That's right. And so oftentimes we get caught up in that it's so much more than that, mm -hmm. that our worth, our value, that everything we are is summed up in that yeah. um, figure. Yep. But it's not. It's just a tool it's and it enables us to open up doors for us to be blessed even more so that yeah. we can give more. That's well, the coolest it, part. It enables us to be blessed, to have the things of life, the mm -hmm. acumen of life so that we can, you know, do what God's called us to. He can but trust it, you with the money. Absolutely. But it also, it also changes something in our heart yep. so that we want to give to other people. Yeah. I can tell you this, when you give large sums of money, when you give things away that you think are impossible, there's something that changes in your heart. You're yeah. like, what happened? Mm -hmm. I want to do that again. Well, like, and the fear a, it's goes like a away. drug, man. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of times people have fear about giving money. Like, I do. what if I'm going to need this? Yeah. What, what, if, if, what if something comes yeah. up? And, and honest to God truth, here's the reality. If the devil knows you're trying to believe for the impossible, the moment you release those funds, I guarantee, I guarantee you, you're at least gonna have the thought and you might even have the opportunity for something to go wrong. Mm. It's, it's reality of life. It's a reality of life that life isn't perfect and the devil tries to steal from us the promise of God. And the number one way he can do that is to get you so bound up in fear that you think yeah. you can't give what God's called you to give. Yeah, but God always blesses it. You he know, always he, blesses it. We Come do on. and we're obedient and our heart is in the right place. God just... He's going to knock your socks off. That's my phrase of like the month. I say that He's all the gonna time. He's going to knock your socks knock off. Knock your socks off. <laughs> Who says that? I, I don't, don't know. Like a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> Aunt Millie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, right. so I, we want to encourage you guys to kind of take a deep dive with us, start searching out some of these terms, maybe in your Bible. And, uh, well, not maybe in your Bible. You in should your Bible. use your Bible. Don't use the Quran. They don't really talk about this stuff. Uh, use your Bible. First, almsgiving. Look at what the Bible says about alms. He who lends mm -hmm. to the poor lends to God and God will repay. Yep. Think about the concept of giving a seed and what it looks like to give a seed in the New Testament. It's a beautiful, beautiful description as Paul talks about seed giving. Mm -hmm. Learn the idea of first fruits in the Old Testament, what they used to glean a portion of their harvest and give that away first yeah. so that it was a blessing and a thank you to God for all that he had done for them. And then go back to the tithe. What does it look like to actually tithe? What does it look like to give a tenth? By the way, I'm going to spoil it for you for all you people that think that tithing is an Old Testament, not a New Testament concept. P.S. <laughs> Jesus said to the Pharisees, you tithe in the smallest amounts of spice on your, ta on your table, dill, mint, and cumin, but you don't tithe in justice, love, and mercy. He said, do the former, but don't forget the latter. Any way you arrange those concepts, he's saying the tithe is important. He re-ups the standard of the tithe. Mm -hmm. Boom. We'll talk about it later when we get to the tithe. <laughs> but Jesus did not and never did do away with the tithe. No. Anyone who tells you that obviously hasn't read the words of Jesus. Study it out. Hallelujah. That's All right. right. <laughs> Study it out. Man, this is it for this episode of The yeah. Grace Between Us. We're going to get a deep dive into all of these parts as we move into the next couple episodes. We know episodes. it's really going to be a blessing to you because mm -hmm. it has blessed us in a huge way. Mm -hmm. You know, when we you get your head out of it and get your heart into it, it's incredible what God does. It's incredible what, does, what God does. And he will put on your heart an amount to give that will so blow your mind. And it's not about get, not being smart. It's about listening no. to 
God speak to you. It's listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And don't get caught up in that, man. Don't get caught up in a number because the backside of it is the blessing that God has absolutely specified for you in all that you're doing. So uh, anyway, we hope you enjoyed this one and we hope you enjoy the rest of the talks in this mm-hmm. series as we talk about the four types of giving, particularly giving. This is not an attempt for you to give to us. So no. if you feel that God wants you to give, give where he's called you to give. I'm not telling you to give to our church. I already get paid well. Don't worry about that. Right? I'm not telling you to give to us. We, we will take your money if you give to us and we will use it to glorify God and to build on the gospel. But That's I don't need your money. Nope. That's not what this is about. We've okay. never needed your money. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. If you know somebody else that needs to hear this or needs to yeah. chew on the idea of yeah. biblical giving, man, send Talk this over to them. Talk it out, right? That's right. That's you right. know, we know it's a blessing to us and absolutely share it, subscribe, tell your friends about it. That's right. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, people understand the biblical truths of giving. That's right. So So follow us on all the socials at the grace between us. And until next time we will see see you.